Hey there, it's Isaac Shade, the brand new host of the Locked On Tar Heels podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Tar Heels your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wow, what a day for my first episode. It's exciting to be diving in, but boy did I pick a terrible day to start. I have the unfortunate task of leading essentially a group therapy session to unpack the embarrassment that took place inside the Smith Center on Saturday night. I'll talk about that, try to figure out if we can clone Leaky Black on defense, and then I'll wrap up by asking everyone to exercise just a bit of patience with Hubert Davis in his first season at the helm of the Tar Heels. But before we get to that, since it is my first episode, I want to introduce myself to you just a little more. My name is Isaac Shade again, that's at Isaac Shade on Twitter. I grew up on the south side of Atlanta thinking, you know, I'd be the next Chipper Jones or John Smaltz or Greg Maddox or something. But unfortunately, I am 5'11", I'm slow, I can't break 80 miles an hour with my fastball, so that was not meant to be. I'm a lifelong Tar Heels fan who one day just decided to start writing about them. I I loved to write, I loved to tell stories, I love stats, and how all that comes together. And so eventually I just started writing about that and found my way to Sports Illustrated. And now today, years later, I have the distinct pleasure of getting to share every day right here with you talking about the Tar Heels as part of the Locked On family. What a joy that is for me. I'm so excited. Let's dive in to talking about Saturday night. It was an 87-67 loss for Carolina at the hands of Duke, and quite honestly, the game didn't feel that close, and and it wasn't. It took an 8-0 run in the final 70 seconds or so to cut the lead down to that 20. The loss drops Carolina to 16-7 overall. And eight and four in the ACC, tied with Miami for fourth place. Honestly, fifth because of seeding. They they lost that one head-to-head matchup with Miami and don't get them again at home. Uh, Duke moves now to nineteen and three in Coach K's final season and stands alone atop the ACC standings with a nine and two record, half a game ahead of Notre Dame. We all saw that coming, right? Notre Dame's in second in the ACC. Yeah, that's a real thing. The outcome of the game was essentially decided by the first media timeout. Those first four minutes were more or less a microcosm of how everything would play out Saturday night. At that point, at that break, Duke led 15-5. to Armando Baycott sitting on the bench already with two fouls. Duke was 6-7 of seven on field goals, shooting 2-2 two of two from 3. Carolina, on the other hand, was just 2-9 of nine overall and 1-for-6 from deep. Uh, We'll get to the matchup issues here in just a second that led to Baycott's uh, two fouls that he was saddled with. Uh, But first, let's hit some of the the major points of of the lowlights of what was going on. For everything that's been said about Carolina's rebounding this year, they've done really well. They've only been out-rebounded twice, well, now three times, and wound up on against Duke managing just 24 rebounds. For context, that's the lowest total in almost eight years for the Tar Heels. 
you got to go all the way back to March 8th. 2014 when they grabbed just 18 rebounds at Duke. Uh, a lot of that, frankly, Saturday against Duke is because the Blue Devils were hitting everything in sight. Uh, for Carolina, shooting on the other hand, it took 10 minutes and 17 seconds into the game before the <laughs> before Carolina got into double digits in scoring. Uh, Baycott finally came back in and had a bucket that got them up to 10 points. Whoopee, yay, congratulations, we finally did it. Uh, we, we know of Caleb Love's issues going on uh, for a little bit now, but I think most people thought coming into this game that he would return to form. He had two great games against Duke his freshman season, averaging 21 and a half games, seven and assists in those two matchups. And um, just didn't do that Saturday night. Uh, he finished with just eight points, had four assists, um, but he also had four turnovers. Um, so three of ten shooting. He's mired in this terrible shooting slump right now. Last seven games, Caleb Love is shooting 26.5% from the field. That's 27 out of his last 102 shots. Wrap your brain around that one. I, I want to point out, I don't think that Love is playing selfish basketball right now, at least not intentionally so. Um, I just think that rather he's unnecessarily trying to shoulder too much of the offensive load by himself. He's pressing when he doesn't really need to. There are enough offensive weapons around him uh, that could each be infinitely more impactful um, if he could find a way to be more of a consistent facilitator and then pick and choose those moments to call his own number. Uh, I think back to Cole Anthony a couple years ago, there just wasn't much offensive help around him, and so necessarily he had to shoulder so much of that offensive load. Not true for Caleb Love. Before we get too far down the road, I want to talk about the matchup problems that Duke posed for Carolina uh, on paper, Carolina appeared to clearly have some issues guarding Duke, and sometimes those like on-paper issues don't necessarily come to fruition. Uh, unfortunately, Saturday night, they did. Uh, going into the game, I assumed that likely either Leaky Black or Brady Manick was going to guard Bancaro, and the other uh, would take uh, A.J. Griffin, who's another incredible freshman for Duke. Uh, however, you, we saw as soon as the game started, Armando Baycott actually drew the defensive assignment on Bancaro, who is a presumptive top three pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Um, it, a curious decision, for my money, by Coach Davis to start with that. Uh, Coach Davis said that he wanted Baycott's size on Bancaro, and yes, absolutely, that's great. But Baycott just simply doesn't have the foot speed to stay with Bancaro, and that's what landed him in that quick foul trouble just uh, three, three minutes into the game. So then Carolina immediately switched Leaky Black onto Bancaro, and obviously Leaky wasn't perfect guarding him, but did a great job. The problem was, though, that uh, Carolina needed to be able to like clone Leaky Black or find his long-lost twin so that they could guard Griffin and Bancaro. Uh, Black, yes, gives up several inches to Bancaro, but clearly bothered him. Um, 
Yeah, I would say he did a more than serviceable job. He, he blocked a couple shots. He disrupted Bancaro's ball handling, forced him to take some difficult shots. Um, the problem is that since there was not another leaky black to guard A.J. Griffin, Brady Manick had to guard Griffin, which allowed Griffin to pour in a career-high 27 points. And so, yeah, it just it's, it's not going to be a thing Carolina can contend with necessarily they're gonna have to figure out something new to be able to do for the return trip to Duke that's a a moment where truthfully you really miss Dawson Garcia's presence and uh, we hopefully the the heels will be able to get him back in time for that return game well it wasn't all bad in, in any bad game There are good things that happen in any great game. There are bad things that we need to critique. So we'll talk about a few of those uh, good things that did happen on Saturday night. We will look ahead at where Carolina is sitting and what's going to go on. But before we do that, I would love to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as we march just right up to the big game coming up this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just all football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL games, excuse me, boxing, and UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, coming back, hey, I want to tell you, it is Super Week brought to you by GetUpside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than right here on the Locked On Network. And I'd love to have you tune in to Locked On NFL Podcast. Locked On Bengals, Locked On Rams, we all knew that those were the two teams going to the Super Bowl, right? Yes, Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are out in L.A. all week covering the big game, so make sure you tune in to Locked On NFL Podcast podcast this week. Well, as we talked about, obviously there were some good things that happened for Carolina, and we want to make sure to hit on those uh, so that it's not just all doom and gloom. And then we'll take a quick look at where the Tar Heels sit heading into the final games, the final stretch of the ACC season. One example, not everything was bad. Carolina only committed eight turnovers. They've had several games in single-digit turnovers this year, and unfortunately, and and I don't want to pile on Caleb Love, but he was responsible for half of those, four of those turnovers, and and that's just not what you can have from your lead guard. You have to have better ball management. But perhaps the biggest encouragement of the night, I would say, is that Carolina could have easily folded down 23 points midway through that first half but they showed they showed resolve they they fought back they responded and ultimately got the lead down to 11 by halftime in fact RJ Davis had a couple shots he had a three and then another shot right at the halftime buzzer to get the deficit down to single digits but it just it wasn't meant to be on Saturday night, and any of that momentum that Carolina built up was immediately erased coming out of halftime. The Blue Devils went on an immediate 12-0 run to start the second half, 
and UNC didn't score um, until over three minutes into the second 20 minutes. And so that second half, it, it was just all downhill. But there, there was fight, there was resolve, uh, but it just wasn't enough. Now, uh, another bright spot, obviously, Brady Manick. What, uh, this man is on fire right now for two games in a row. He's doing everything he can to get the Tar Heels on that Oklahoma broad back of his and carry them. Uh, led the team in scoring on Saturday with 21 points. He hit six of his 10 threes. Uh, was tied with Leaky Black for the team lead in rebounding. Uh, they had six of those. But Manic had to play the first 35 minutes of the game with this shortened rotation. Obviously, Anthony Harris is out for the season, as, as we just talked about a minute ago. Dawson Garcia isn't back yet, and who knows if or when he will be. Um, Coach Davis has shown uh, that he just doesn't really believe in, in the freshman right now in Styles and Dunn, and, and McCoy's minutes have shrunk as Puff Johnson has come back into the fold. But that meant on this night, Manic played the entire first half and then the first 15 minutes of the second half before uh, ultimately waving the white flag. And so Manic, for everything great he was doing offensively because of the switches we just talked about, is chasing A.J. Griffin around the court all night long. That's just ultimately too much to ask of the grad transfer. And <laughs> I mean, even coming out before he played a second of the second half, he looked just spent and done and exhausted, and uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, looking at a, at a bigger picture, Manic is on an absolute tear from deep. Um, Coach Davis has said over and over again what he wanted in a stretch for is somebody that can really, really shoot. And while Manic struggled a bit at the beginning of the season with his shot, Man, now he is providing that just potent stretch for pick-and-pop firepower that Coach Davis hoped to find in the Oklahoma transfer. Um, as proof, over the last six games, Manic is shooting 51%, 23 of 45 uh, from deep, and the numbers are even more crazy. If we look at just the last three games, he's hit 15 of his last 26 threes. That's 57.7% insane. And you might not have realized this, another high point for Carolina right now is that with that recent shooting, Manic is up over uh, over 40%, excuse me, from 3 this season. Uh, because of Leaky Black's hot shooting from deep lately, he didn't hit one Saturday, but it hit one in four games in a row prior to that. Uh, he's up over 40%, which now means Carolina has four of their five starters, everyone but Baycott, shooting over 40% from deep on this season. That's crazy. That is not Carolina basketball as we know it. That is Carolina basketball under Hubert Davis. And, and so hopefully, as, as we think about some of the good things, that can be an indicator of what is to come in the years ahead. As I said, I want to take a little bit of a look uh, at, at where Carolina sits and, and how they shake up to maybe make the NCAA tournament coming up in uh, just over a month. As we know, the Tar Heels have lost seven games. And let, let me just give you the rundown here. To Purdue, nine points. Tennessee, 17 points. Kentucky, 29 points. Notre Dame, five. Miami, 28-point loss. Wake, 22-point loss. Duke, 20-point loss. 
You're hearing that right. Five of Carolina's seven losses have come by double digits. Four of those seven have been by 20 or more, meaning Carolina's average deficit in their losses is 18.6 points. I, I, I just don't know where that's coming from. How, how does a team uh, of Carolina's historicity and, and experience uh, find themselves losing at this rate? Obviously, the Notre Dame loss wasn't quite as bad, and, and per, the Purdue loss was probably their best-looking loss of the season. But it, it's not good. When you, when you look at the numbers and where Carolina sits, uh, all seven of their losses have come in quad one games, and, and that's a win that's good, but they haven't won a single game in quad one yet. They are 0-7 on the season. Uh, the, the good news is that Carolina is a perfect 16-0 in quads two through four. If, if you're not sure what the quad system is, we'll talk about that in another podcast. But when you are 0-7 at the top level, that does absolutely nothing to convince the tournament selection committee that you can make noise against other tournament teams. Sure, you can win games against these middling and lower teams, but, but are, do you have any sort of opportunity to win a game against top-level talent? The extended problem is that, based on current net rankings, in Carolina's final eight regular season games, they only have two more opportunities left to pick up a quad one victory. That would be uh, at Virginia Tech and at Duke, both games on the road. That's scary, and uh, who knows? You know, obviously Carolina beat Virginia Tech at home, but going up to Blacksburg is going to be a different experience, and obviously we know what a circus it's going to be at Duke to close out the regular season. So hopefully Carolina can keep winning those games they're supposed to win, stay undefeated in quads two through four, and, and maybe pick up a game here or there from Virginia Tech or Duke. Also keep in mind that the, the quads vary, the, the net rankings refresh every day. And so there's, there's the possibility that some of these games could turn into quad one opportunities. For example, Clemson is just right on that precipice. And so maybe later in the season, that game could turn in to a quad one opportunity for Carolina. So all of, all of that angst amongst the Tar Heel family leads many to have issues and frustrations with Coach Davis. But I just want to press the pause button a little bit. I want to talk more about that here in just a second. But before we do, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The bars are great. Yes, absolutely. All that candy bar taste. But hang on, have you tried these puffs from Built Bar? Man, if not, you are missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. Yeah, you're hearing me right. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with flavors like yummy cinnamon churro and banana cream pie. I mean, come on, those flavors sound phenomenal. So, uh, go to Built.com and find the macros chart. You're going to be blown away at, at their high in protein and fiber, and these bars are low in calories and carbs. So while you're there, go ahead and order some puffs, and I promise you, you'll be glad you did. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. 
I want to take a second to remind you to follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Isaac Shade, one S, two A's. And there's a C in Shade. It's a German word. It means what a pity. And yeah, it really is a pity. I don't know. It's a thing. Whatever. So here's the deal. Following this loss to Duke, inevitably the coach Hubert Davis naysayers are rearing their ugly heads. And I, I, I just don't get it. It's the man's first year. We're in the midst of figuring out COVID and NIL and the transfer portal and everything else. And yes, there have been some rough losses this year. We just talked about some of those. And yes, he just got crushed at home. The, f- the first home loss of the season by the winningest basketball coach in history. So that, that's a thing. And so I don't know, are people expecting Hubert Davis to be Roy Williams or Dean Smith or, or what's the deal? Well, here's what I have to say. Guess what? Hubert Davis is on pace to be Roy Williams or Dean Smith. What do I mean by that? Let me tell you. In Roy Williams' first season in Chapel Hill coming back, the heels were 19-11. and 11. They were 8-8 eight and eight in the ACC, and they lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Not exactly the national championship teams. <laughs> or Dean Smith's first season. Carolina went 8-9. and nine. They had a losing record. They were 7-7 seven and seven in conference play. Things didn't get much better for Coach Smith immediately either. He was hung in effigy, as many people know, his fourth season. So if you want Hubert Davis to be Roy Williams or Dean Smith in the first year, it seems like he's doing just about on par with where they were sitting at their first years. And keep in mind, with all due respect to Coach Williams, the majority of the players this year are the core of players that were on last year's team. So so maybe who you want Coach Davis to be is Coach Bill Guthridge, Coach Smith's longtime assistant and successor. He had a great first season in 97-98. Carolina went 34-4. and They were 13-3 and in ACC play, and they made the Final Four. But that team just so happened to have a few upperclassmen you might have heard of, like, I don't know, Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter. Yeah, and Coach Smith had left the cupboard very full and handed things off to Coach Guthridge just right before the season. You recall how close it was to the beginning of that season before Coach Smith walked away. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe there's another Carolina basketball coach who we want Coach Davis to be that had a very successful first season. Uh, Carolina was 26-7 and overall and 13-3 and in the ACC in this man's first season. And you know what coach that was? Matt Doherty. Yeah, so he, he had a great first season at the helm of the Tar Heels. He must have turned out to be the greatest head coach in Carolina history, right? Oh, no, not so much. Let me, let me put it to us this way. I have these two kids. I love them so dearly. They're awesome. But they always want things from me, like immediately. I, I can't do anything quickly enough for them ever. All the time I'm saying to them, like, hey, buddy, I just, I just need you to be a little patient with me. I promise this is going to happen. Things are going to work out. In fact, it's gotten so bad, I've been saying it so often, I feel like. The other day, my daughter told me, Daddy, I, I need you to just be a little patient. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm saying this far too often. 
But anyway, I, I tell you that story to say it's the same thing. Carolina family, we all need to just just be patient. Have, have a little bit of patience. It, it takes time to build something. All the more right now with all the changing landscape of college athletics. So I beg you, I beg all of us, me, let's just be a little bit patient with Coach Davis, with the coaching staff, with the players. These are human beings. They're going to figure this out. I promise you they want to win more desperately than any of us want them to. I promise you they spend all their time thinking about this. And so a- as we talk back and forth, as as you have conversations with your friends, as, as I'm talking to you, let's... Yes, let's critique what we need to critique and let's praise what we need to praise, but let's let's just let's be a little bit patient. They're going to get this thing figured out. This is Carolina basketball for crying out loud. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, friends, that is it for this first edition of Locked on Tar Heels with me, Isaac Shade as your host. Uh, Again, I'm so excited to get to dive in and do this every day. I hope that you're ready to tune in, listen up, and hang out with me. Man, there's nothing better. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to preview Tuesday night's basketball game at Clemson. We'll take a look at Sam Howell's performance at the Senior Bowl and, and what some of the analysts and experts are saying about it. Thank you so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every day. Now, let me encourage you to make Locked On Bets your second listen. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free, and it's available wherever you get podcasts. Until tomorrow, peace. Peace.